Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. Today, Pastor Humby Cervera will share a message with you. We hope you enjoy it. Good to be with you today for week three of our 21 days of prayer series. Now, during this time, we're doing our best to connect to God by entering times of prayer and fasting. So if you've started a fast or you've been stepping up your intentional prayer game, well, I just want to encourage you to keep going. And don't be discouraged. It's okay if you missed a day. It's okay if you like accidentally ate a piece of chocolate when you weren't supposed to. Just continue to lean into God during these 21 days. Now, remember, being connected to God is what these 21 days are all about. And we need to be connected because what we have gone through over the last year has been a lot. And we need the living water to heal us from this last year. Not only that, for the year that we now find ourselves in, these last like, you know, less than 20 days has been ridiculous. And and we need to be drinking from the water that God has to offer us because if we aren't drinking from his water, we could be getting our water and nourishment from another source. And that might not be the best thing for us. And that kind of reminds me uh, back to my first job after I got out of college. It was about this time of year, 2007, when I moved to Laredo, Texas to be the weekend sports anchor at KGNS TV, otherwise known as Pro 8 News. Now, during those, those first few months there, I did my best to learn the ropes and figure out what it takes to put together a handful of sports segments every single weekend. Late that summer, our weekday sports anchor got a new job and left. So it was up to me to hold down sports segments in the whole sports department seven days a week. Not only that, it was right as the high school football season was starting, and we did a 15-minute show every Friday night called Friday Football Fever. Now, in the show, we would get scores and video from all the high schools in our viewing area. Every week, it was a huge amount of work. Normally, there would be two people to take on this workload, but like I said, our other guy had just left, so I had to figure out how to make it work with just one person. So I did kind of what I do best. I came up with some out of the box, kind of ridiculous ideas. One of them was that uh, to use one of our photographers uh, there at the TV station that was a drummer to play a song in and out on his drums coming in from and out to every single commercial break. I would also do these kind of like silly segments where we would break down some of the news going on in high school football each week. I didn't think much of it. I was just trying to make the best out of a weird situation. And even then I talked with my bosses and they were happy with the product that we were getting on the air. They were happy to try something new and still get people all the highlights and scores they were accustomed to. Then one day I was on our TV station's website and wandered onto the message boards. I'd never been there before. Now, while I was clicking around, I saw that there was a thread on the message board called Friday Football Fever. I was fired up. I was like, man, I get to see what people are saying about this show that all of my bosses love and and all my coworkers seem to really like too. That was a mistake. As I scrolled down the page, person after person were screaming on the website about how much they hated what I was doing on Friday nights. They called me a hack, an idiot, and how they all wished it could just go back to the way it used to be. The more I read, the worse I felt about the job I was doing. I felt like I was doing a fine job, but how could all of these viewers be wrong? It was at this point that I found myself looking at this situation unsure of what was actually happening. I wasn't sure if I should trust my bosses or all the people that watched every week. 
Now, what about you guys? Have you ever been split between two pieces of information before about the same situation? Have you ever had two totally different information sources in front of you and you didn't know which one to lean on? Have you ever had two pieces of wisdom sitting in front of you and you weren't sure what to trust? I mean, I think it's something we've all done at some point. I think it's something a lot of us are dealing with right now. So what if there was an easy way for us to know where to move? So what if there was an easy source of information that we know we can always lean on? Well, there is. And I want to jump into a story in the Bible that deals exactly with that. The story that we're going to be reading through happens in the book of 1 Samuel in the Old Testament. Now, before we read through this story, we need to get some context on what's happening in this part of the Bible. So at this point, we'll be looking at God's chosen people, the nation of Israel. At that time, Israel had always been what is called a theocracy. Now, a theocracy is just a system of government in which priests rule in the name of God, uh, and, and that's how it worked there. The way it functioned in Israel is that God would raise people up to lead them spiritually and physically. And we see that happen in biblical characters, uh, a whole bunch in the Old Testament. There's Moses, Abraham, Joshua, and all of the judges like Deborah, Gideon, and Samson. Now, the judges were more military leaders than spiritual leaders, but either way, they still got their direction from the same place. For each one of these people, they led Israel, but they did it by listening directly to God. The way it would work is that each one of these people would get an instruction from the Lord, and then they would carry out those instructions. Even though they were earthly people standing as leaders, there is little doubt that God was the king of Israel during this entire season. Now, in the book of 1 Samuel, the Levite priest Samuel is the one that's actually leading Israel. You know, hence the name of the book. Israel is doing great with him at the helm, in part because Samuel is able to cover so many realms. Samuel served as the nation's priest by leading them spiritually, much in the way like a pastor leads a church. He also served as Israel's prophet by being able to hear from God and deliver a multitude of messages to Israel. Then he also held the position of judge as well, leading them in battles against different enemies that came after Israel. Things were going great with Samuel at the helm, but like all leaders, there comes a time they have to step down. You see, Samuel is getting up in years and put his sons on track to step in and rule for him once he was done, which sounds like a really good idea. However, they weren't that good. In the Bible, it says they weren't like their father and they were greedy for money. They accepted bribes and perverted justice. So the elders of Israel rejected the lead of, of the sons of Samuel. Instead, they wanted something else. They wanted what their neighbors had. And that's where we'll pick up in the story of this story in the Bible. There it says, Finally, all the elders of Israel met at Ramah to discuss the matter with Samuel. Look, they told him, you are now old and your sons are not like you. Give us a king to judge us like all the other nations have. First off, they're very direct. And this seems like a, a normal request. Uh, Samuel is on his way out and they don't think that his sons will be good leaders. However, Here's the problem. Up to this point in Israel, God had always chosen who was going to lead. God always chose how that person would lead too. 
Whether it was a military type leader like the judges or prophets like Moses, it was always God that chose the person and the position that they would be in. So this request is actually something that God had laid out before in the book of Deuteronomy. You know, God had set the whole thing up for Israel to eventually have a king. Here's the problem, though. God said that he would choose the king when he was ready to. Not when Israel decided that they wanted one. So right here, what the elders of Israel are saying is that they know better than God. They're saying that they have a better plan. They're saying that they know better. What is really happening is that they are rejecting the way God has led them. They no longer want to be led by a priest in a ministry. They want what the people down the street had, a king. They wanted a person to rule over them instead of taking their lead from the creator of the universe, from the most powerful being that has ever been known. They would rather have what they see everyone else having in front of them. As you can imagine, Samuel had some issues with this request. So he goes to the Lord to talk about it. Let's jump back to the story. Samuel was displeased with their request and went to the Lord for guidance. Do everything they say to you, the Lord replied, for they are rejecting me, not you. They don't want me to be their king any longer. Ever since I brought them from Egypt, they have continually abandoned me and followed other gods. And now they are giving you the same treatment. Do as they ask, but solemnly warn them about the way a king will reign over them. Some of us might be like, do everything they say. God is the most powerful being in the universe and he's letting them walk away. He can't just like make them. Yeah, that's exactly what God's doing. God is allowing them to have what they want because that's the kind of God he is. If they're going to reject God, then he's going to let it happen. With that being said, God is still allowing Samuel to warn the elders of Israel that a king picked by them won't be very good for them. So let's go back to the scripture. So Samuel passed on the Lord's warning to the people who were asking for a king. This is how a king will reign over you, Samuel said. The king will draft your sons and assign them to his chariots and his charioteers, making them run before his chariots. Some will be generals and captains in his army. Some will be forced to plow in his fields and harvest his crops. And some will make his weapons and chariot equipment. The king will take your daughters from you and force them to cook and bake and make perfumes for him. He will take away the best of your fields and vineyards and olive groves and give them to his own officials. He will take a tenth of your grain and your grape harvest and distribute it among his officials and attendants. He will take your male and female slaves and demand the finest of your cattle and donkeys for his own use. He will demand a tenth of your flock and you will be his slaves. When that day comes, you will beg for relief from this king you are demanding. But then the Lord will not help you. So here's Samuel. He's presenting a logical argument here. He explains to the elders that this king will draft their sons to fight in the army. The king will force their daughters to bake for him and make perfume. This king will choose all their best land, vineyards, crops, and give it to his officials. He will steal money. He will steal the best from them. Samuel also says that this king will make all of them into slaves. Now, what's kind of funny about this part is that part of the reason 
they want a king, that Israel wants a king so badly is that they can have someone lead them in military battles against other nations that are looking to conquer them and make them slaves. So Israel wants to stop conquerors from coming in, and the way that they're going to do that is by letting a king conquer them and make them slaves. This is just absolutely amazing to me. Samuel says it'll be so bad that this king will make them beg God to remove this king, but the Lord will leave them with the decision they made. Guys, it doesn't get more measured and even killed than that. Samuel presented the best argument he could to the elders of Israel. I think it's a good argument against a king. Well, let's see how the elders thought of this argument. But the people refused to listen to Samuel's warning. Even so, we still want a king, they said. We want to be like the nations around us. Our king will judge us and lead us into battle. So Samuel repeated to the Lord what the people had said. And the Lord replied, do as they say and give them a king. Then Samuel agreed and sent the people home. So the people of Israel ignored the wisdom of God. They shot down the argument of Samuel and they chose to be like the world around them instead of choosing God. He was the one that rescued them from Egypt and supernaturally kept them fed while they wandered in the wilderness, but they still rejected him. For what? They rejected God for a king, King Saul. Saul would be a king that would be known as a despot, someone that has absolute power and uses it in cruel and oppressive ways that normally only benefit themselves. Saul wanted to make himself great. He only cared about what served him best. Multiple times during Saul's reign as the first king of Israel, he rejected God's word and did what he saw right in his own eyes. When we look at the story, it's so easy to look at Israel and be like, y'all are so dumb. What are you doing? What kind of decisions are y'all making? God is trying to lead you and you told him no? God is trying to take care of you and you said, I want a king instead of you? Now, it, it feels crazy to read and it's really easy to get upset with them. But this exact thing still happens today. In our lives, we do the same thing. We have this great and awesome God that loves us and takes care of us, but we choose other things to follow. We look at the world around us and we see all the ways that everyone else is led. We see the kings that they serve and we want to be a part of it. We want to be a part of this movement. What we don't realize is that by doing that, we chose to follow a new king. When we fly flags and put up signs and buy into this idea that one person is going to save our world, then we are trading in God for an earthly king. When we say that the United States is God's country while disparaging every other country, we are trading in God for a country. There's no right team or wrong team in this. Each side has valid arguments and each side has absolutely wrong stuff with them. Here's how I look at it. None of them are God. That's it. You can get mad at me. You can feel a certain way about it. I don't care. I'm not here to follow earthly kings. I'm here for something greater. And I'll tell you what. It doesn't matter who's in office. God's not afraid. His will won't be thrown off track because someone passes a bill. If you think that God will be hindered because of someone in office, I want to tell you this. You have traded in your God for an earthly king. If you think that because someone new is in office now, 
God's plan can happen in this country, then I have bad news for you. You have traded in your God for an earthly king. And if you're mad at me because I said any of these things, you need to figure out who you are following. God or an earthly king? Right now, it's so easy to get distracted by the noise. It's so easy to see the ridiculous things that are happening in our country right now and get totally off track of what we're supposed to be doing. Here at Akuo, what we're supposed to be doing is listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering, and linking to our community. So here is how we will make sure we don't get distracted. Here is how we will make sure we aren't listening to the people of this world and following earthly kings. Here is how we will stay away from the people that think if they just yell louder than the other guy, then they win. Let's look back at the scripture that keeps on popping up in this series. There in Psalm 1, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. So how many of you have parroted something you saw from someone yelling on TV or online? How many of you have shared that snarky, disrespectful meme about the other team? Now, if you've done that, you're following the advice of the wicked. You are joining with mockers. That is not what we want. This is not what Akuo Church has been called to do. God has told us that we need to be fruitful. We need to produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Right now, we're getting our tree together. We're getting our stuff together. We're pruning it back because sometime this year, we are going to bear some amazing fruit. So our neighborhoods and cities and country will see what God has to offer them. So lean into the Lord. Stay away from the law of the world. The law that says if you're on the other side of our view, then you are my enemy. We need to look at what God says is law. So what is that? Well, let's go back to scripture. Let's see what Jesus has to say about this. He said, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel. The Lord our God is the one and only Lord, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. These are the laws that we need to delight in. God is God, we love him, and we love our neighbors. We love our neighbors that live next door. We love our neighbors that live across town. We love our neighbors that live in another state. We love our neighbors that live in another country. We love our neighbors that are Democrats. We love our neighbors that are Republicans. We love our neighbors that are people. We love everyone, always. That's it. It's that simple. Know who God is, love him, and love all the people, all of them, all the time. Now, it's because of this that we have our big idea for this week. It's delight and bear fruit. Delight and bear fruit. 
So when you find yourself spinning out of control because you turn on the TV or you're listening to the radio or when you're jumping on social media, I want you to root yourself so deep into the living water that is offered to us by God. Let me give it to you in a really simple way of how you can do this. When you find yourself getting angry or sad or emotional in any way because of what is happening in our country right now, I want you to stop, take a breath, and say, I will delight and bear fruit. Now, if you're watching with us online right now, I want you to type in this phrase, I will delight and bear fruit. If you can't type this in right now, that's okay. Just say it out loud with me wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I will delight and bear fruit. So when we find ourselves looking at two different arguments and we aren't sure what to go, where to go, just follow God. Delight in his law and bear his fruit. If you aren't sure what to trust, then look back at this law. If you don't know what is right and wrong, take a breath and delight in God's law. If you see something happen and you aren't sure how to react to it in the best way possible, take a breath and bear God's fruit. You can do this. I believe in you. All you have to do is plant your roots deep into Jesus' riverbank. By doing that, you will be able to delight and bear fruit. Now, for some of us watching and listening today, you want to bear fruit, but you haven't even taken the first step to do that. Well, first, you got to be connected to Jesus. You have to have your roots planted into his river of living water. And to do that, it's really simple. All you have to do so you can have your roots in Jesus is have a simple conversation with him. We would call it prayer. You see, Jesus sacrificed everything for us so we would have access to God. He sacrificed himself so we would have a, play, a piece of God living within us called the Holy Spirit. When we have that, then we can be connected to Jesus and produce fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit that God has called the Kuo Church to give off this year and every year to come moving forward. With this fruit, we can actually help bring heaven to earth. We can bring the holy, amazing, overwhelmingly awesomeness that eternity with God has in store for us to this earth. So if you want to do that, I want you to have a conversation with God. Now, I get it. It might feel like a weird thing to do, but I want you to know you won't be doing this alone. Because right now, I'm asking all of our Akuo community to pray along with you. Because here at Akuo Church, you always have a community praying with you. So let's all pray together. You can bow your head and just say something like this with me. Jesus, I'm just getting to know you, but I want you in my life. I want to be rooted in your river of living water. So right now, I want you to know I believe in you, and I want to follow you the best way I know how. Amen. So let's just go ahead and keep our heads bowed right now. Now, if you've been a believer in Jesus for decades or seconds and you want to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit for the world to see, I want you to pray something like this with me. Jesus, right now is one of the hardest seasons of my life. When I look around at the injustice of this world, it makes me so angry and sad. Jesus, I ask that first you would show up in the heart of everyone that is leading this country or just a citizen of this country in a way that you want it to. Jesus, I ask that you would show up in my heart and check me when I go astray. 
Jesus, I want my roots to be planted in you. I want to delight and bear fruit so everyone will know how much you love them. Thank you for everything. I love you. And we pray all these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, guys. Next week, I'll be back to lead y'all in a message uh, and we'll finish out our 21 days of prayer series. And some of y'all are like, yes, the fast is almost done. Yeah, so be excited about that. And also join us next week when we talk about how all of this connects and how we can start to share fruit with the world around us. Now, as always, if you need anything at all, please don't hesitate to message us on our social media platforms or by going to our website at kuo.church, that's A-K-O-U-O.church, to contact us. Or by calling or texting us at 210-901-8785. Now, if you liked our service and you want to share it with someone, or if you missed any of our services that we've done, you can always go back and watch them on our YouTube channel. You can also listen to our services while you're in the car or on the go by downloading any of our audio podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. While you're there, please rate, review, and subscribe. Next, I want to talk to you about how we practice generosity here at Akuo. What we do is practice the biblical method of giving called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. We know that when you trust God with your finances, there's a great blessing. Now, not that you're going to like have a helicopter gifted to you or anything like that, but that you would experience spiritual blessings. Anytime you give anything over to God, you experience a blessing in that arena. So we want you to grow closer to God by exercising this very practical discipline. Now, I do understand that this has been a weird year, a weird season for us, and not everybody has the possibility to tithe. I understand that, and I don't want you to feel pressured to. Things might be really tough for you and your family. And if things are tough for you, we want to help you. We want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs help, let us know. We have funds set aside to help you guys. All you have to do is go to our website at kua.church and send us an email, or you can call or text us at 210 901 8785. Now, if you're willing to tithe here at Akuo Church, the way you can go about doing that is by going to our website, akuo.church. And when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text to tithe option. For that, all you have to do is text Akuo, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to tithe to the number 77977. If you don't want to give electronically, we also have our P.O. Box available if you'd like to send your tithe through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your tithe to P.O. Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. Now, I just want to talk to you real quick about our Wednesday Zoom group. For this series, we have been doing things a little bit different. It's still a time where we can get together to share what's happening in our lives and worship with the people that are here at Akuo, but what we are doing right now is going through group prayers. We're using these groups to dig deeper, our, our roots deeper into God's river and doing our best to delight and bear fruit. For all the links to the Zoom group, all you have to do is go to any of our social media pages or by jumping on our website. Okay, guys, that's all that we have for you today. I want you to know that I love each and every one of you, and I'm praying for all of you all week long. Now, before we go, let me just pray over you one last time. 
Jesus, as everyone clicks off their browser, turns off their TV, and puts away their phone, I ask that you'd be speaking to them. Jesus, I ask that you would help them plant their roots into your living water. I pray that they will delight in your law and bear fruit. I pray that they will be able to lean on you this week and help someone else lean on you as well. Thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you. Amen. All right, guys, that's it. We'll see you on Wednesday. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.